My message today, I have entitled Scrutiny of Contradiction, the Examination of Opposing Ideas. And it, I got the, that right from the, uh, the mirror reading this. And I've read over this uh, several times, and it was probably four or five, maybe even longer than that, on a Thursday night we were talking about these scriptures and it was a mm -hmm. moment how they all come together and it also it also shows me where we like to take one scripture and just plant ourselves on it and throw it in people's faces and stuff but there's there's a weaving together of everything that is said that connects everything in the scripture so I want to go to 1 John, and I'm using the mirror exclusively today. 1 John, I'm going to go with chapter 4, and start with verse 4. And I'm going to go through verse 19. I'm going to try to read all this best I can. And then I'm going to give you a synopsis of what it's saying, and then I'm going to give you a, a visual of what I believe it says and how we how we can apply it to our, ourselves. Let me do this here. And I hope you enjoy your copy of the mirror. Thank you. It is super. Read John, the, the ver very first verses in John. It just... <laughs> first John, chapter 4, verse 4. My darling children, you have nothing to fear. Do not doubt for a moment the legitimacy of your sonship. You originate in God and have already conquered the worldly religious system because of the unveiling of Christ in you. His living presence in you is far superior to the futile antichrist mindset present in the world. Their conversation mirrors their source and appeals to the common audience the pseudo-claim of a pseudo-system has blindfolded multitudes to believe a lie about themselves. Our beginnings originate in God. Anyone who knows what God knows about mankind's authentic genesis hears us. Those who do not see their origin in God are deaf to what we communicate. This is the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, love always includes others. Since love springs from God, its source is found in the fellowship of the Father, Spirit, and Son. And everyone who encounters love immediately knows that they too are born of the same source. It is not possible to fully participate in love without discovering God. To love is to know God. To know God is to love. Not to love is not to know God. There is nothing in love that distracts from who God is. Love is who God is. They are inseparable. The love of God is unveiled within us in the Son. He was begotten of the Father in the flesh and sent into the world that we might live because of him. Our lives are mirrored and defined in him. Both his birth 
in, in the flesh as well in the commission of the world were entirely God's doing. Love is not defined by our love for God, but his love for us. It is not our response to God that attracts his attention. We have always had his undivided affection as declared in the prophetic promise and finally demonstrated in his son's commission and work of atonement for our sins. Loved ones, if this is true about God's love for us, it is equally true of his love in us for others. God was never visible to anyone until Jesus brought him into full view. Now our love does the same. Our love for one another is evidence of God's seamless union with mankind as witnessed and his love perfected within us. His own spirit is the source of this gift, of knowing that we are continuously, seamlessly, and consciously present in him, and he in us. We bear witness to that which has arrested our attention concerning the Father's intent in commissioning the Son as Savior of the world. For anyone to see and to say Jesus is the Son of God is to awaken to the awareness that he is continuously, seamlessly joined in oneness, that we are. And thus we have come to know and believe that the love that God has unveiled within us, God is love. Love is who God is. Live in this place of consciousness or consciousness. Constant love is to live immersed in God and to feel perfectly at home in his dwelling. So now, with us awakening to our full inclusion in this love union, everything is perfect. Its completion is not compromised in contradiction. Our confident conversation echoes this fellowship, even in face of crisis. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Our lives are mirrored in him. We are as blameless in this life as Jesus is. This perfect love union is the source of our confidence whenever we face the scrutiny of contradiction. Fear cannot coexist in this love realm. The perfect love union that we are talking about expels fear. Fear holds on to the expectation of crisis and judgment and interprets it as due punishment. It echoes torment and only registers in someone who does not realize the completeness of their love union. We love because he first loved us. There's a lot said in there. And I would ask you to read over I know we're that several times, but I went through and kind of made a short synopsis of what it says to me. And I'm go- I'm just going to read this. It's 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 not <laughs> not as long and stuff, but it gives you an idea of what John is trying to say here. You are my legitimate sons. The world would have you not believe this origination. It is a lie. Our origin is in God. He is our genesis. 
And if you do not see this, you will be unable to see the truth. The source of love is in fellowship with the Father, Spirit, and Son, and their love is inclusive. To love is to know God, and to know God is love. Love and God cannot be separated. Our lives, his love, are, is, mirrored in Jesus. He is our definition. And I want to just put a little point in here that when you read the NIV in verse 9, it says, love is from God. And it, and it, it gives you that interpretation that God walks among, among us and goes, you know, here's some love. Here's some love. No. The love that we have is manifested in us because he is in us. It's not towards us. It is in us. And, it's, and I looked that up in Young's literal translation, and I looked it up in the Greek, and the NIV, for some reason, got it wrong. Let's pick this up. Love is not defined by our love for God, but for his love for us. His love in us pours out to all men. Our love is for one another's evidence in the seamless union with mankind. God's seamless union with mankind. His gift is continuous, seamless, and deliberately present in us, and we are in him. We bear witness to God's plan. For anyone to see and to say that Jesus is the Son of God is to awaken to the awareness that we are continuously, seamlessly joined in oneness. Love is who God is, and we are at home in him. We awaken to our full inclusion, our perfect completeness in his union of love. Our union is not comprised in contradiction or compromised in contradiction. Our lives echo that we are as blameless as Jesus. As he is, so am I in this world. Our union is this love has given us the confidence in the scrutiny of contradiction. Fear cannot coexist in this love realm. Scrutiny of contradiction means an examination of two opposing views. So, with all that said, I want, I want to do a little visual demonstration because sometimes it's a little easier. When we had this uh, discussion on a Thursday night, uh, we were talking about fear and, and being in Christ. And uh, I want to, if, if Gary would so help me, We've got we got the three chairs. If I you know I was going to have First John do this, and if I knew Gary was going to be here, I would have had a Michigan blanket to wrap around him. But I did not. Just Comenzi Platz. This is uh, the three chairs. You don't have to do a thing. You just I was thinking about sitting there and doing this myself, but it's easier not to do it that way. These are our familiar three chairs, body, soul, and spirit. And where we belong is in the spirit chair. That is where we are perfected. When we become aware and acknowledge God, 
it all comes alive in us. See, when we're sitting here, at first, we're sitting in darkness. And I don't know if any of you have been in absolute, total darkness. When you put your hand in front of your face and you see absolutely nothing. It's the way I like to sleep. I don't like lights. When I used to stay in motels, I used to take the blankets off the bed and the extra blankets and cover the windows. But we lived in total darkness. And this wonderful old pure wool blanket was my uh, wife's when she was little. used to fit a twin bed, but I had a mother-in-law that thought all, all things should be washed in boiling water. And this big wool blanket became a baby blanket. As did one of my pure wool sweaters. But you can see this blanket is seamless. You're not going to pull it apart. If it had seams in it, it'd be easy just to pull the seams. You could just strip them right out, and that's how you would take it apart. But I wanted to use this blanket as an example of God's seamless, perfect love and his union for us. Because when we sit here and we acknowledge him, his pure, seamless love comes. This is going to keep you nice and warm, and I did wash it. We'll, we'll cover you, and it will be on you. And nothing, nothing can come against you. You are perfected in this love. So what do we do? What do we do with this love? We, we, we sit there, and if we sit there, our soul, our thought patterns, our, our mind and everything start coming more and more in agreement with it. But if I would let Gary get up out of that seat and sit in this seat, the seamless love would not have the same effect because he's denying the position he's supposed to be in. He's not recognizing who he is. He's going back to his own thinking. He's going back to his own tree to eat. And in effect, he affects his body. But if he stays here, covered by God's seamless love, it flows right through these. And the body comes to attention with what has happened here. See, this, this situation is in all mankind. We don't notice it. We didn't notice it when we, without, when we were without God. When we, we were with God, but we didn't acknowledge it. We didn't come into realization. It's sort of like sitting in that dark room and all of a sudden having a rheostat to start, and things start getting a little brighter and a little brighter. And that's why you can't get frustrated when you're sitting in this seat and things happen to you that you go, why? Why? That's not right. You're not fully in the full. You're, you're in his protection. But you don't have the understanding to bring this totally into connection to that. Until this is totally, totally becomes who you are. And we fight that as people. We, we, we try to use our own understanding. And like I said, the, this is alive in everyone. 
God's love is manifested in everyone. They just don't know it. Now, I came across, don't know if you're getting too warm in there. That's a, it is nice, but the, uh, there's nothing in the Bible that's pointless. And that, as I was reading this, I, I come to the verses pop into my head that are in um, John 19, where it says, the soldiers take Jesus' outer garment, and he divide, they divide it. Now, you know, if that's his shoes, his cloak, his headdress, or if it's just his robe, they just tear up into use partly for each other. But his inner robe, his seamless inner robe, could not be divided. They would not divide it. And God says, your body in this life can be divided. It can be torn apart. You can be torn apart at the seams. But never will your inner robe, your connection to me, my seamless love ever be divided and leave you alone. And in Jesus, they could destroy his robe, but they could not destroy. They destroyed his body, but they could not destroy the connection with the Father. Do you see what I'm saying? The love that he had with the Father, the connection with the Father. And then it comes to me in uh, Matthew 10. It says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body and are not able to kill the soul, but fear him, rather him who is able to kill both the soul and the body and destroy in Gehenna. That's Young's literal translation. Don't be afraid of this guy. He can't do anything to you. He can't touch that. But there is one that can touch that. And it says, have respect. Be aware of the one who is seamlessly in union with you and the Trinity, and and that is where you are. And as you get more and more into this, that rheostat is turned up, and the brightness comes up, and your boldness comes up, and your understanding comes up. But what is this scrutiny of contradictions? He gives one example. He says, fear cannot coexist in the love realm. Perfect love, the perfect love union that we are talking about expels fear. The perfect love realm. See, the Holy Spirit is willing to come even when you're in your darkest place. He's willing to dance with you. It's not a problem for him. And you go, oh, you know, I want to hide from God. He knows he's going to come down and he's going to walk with you. He wants to dance with you. He wants to relate to you. And he wants to be face to face with you. But the scrutiny of contradiction, because in this world, people are going to say things. And you're going to rattle this chair, your soul, your mind, your thoughts. What what are you considering? And why is this? And why did this happen? And why didn't this happen? It's a conflict between two opinions. He gives one example. He says, when you're here, you've got nothing to fear. Because fear cannot get into this. It cannot exist in his love. So there's nothing to fear. 
It says in the, in the verses, he said, the perfect love union that we are talking about expels fear. Fear holds on to the expectation of crisis and judgment. You're in perfect, seamless love. There is no judgment. There is no crisis. We all know those times we sit here and this chair spins and twirls and falls over and it does all that. But it does not touch you if you stay here. If you want to take this off and go sit here, go ahead. Go ride the roller coaster. Go ride the whirl up or whatever it is. Spin around, you know. But if you stay here, fear cannot touch you. But it's not only fear. Because God says, but first and most importantly, seek. And this is from the Amplified, Matthew 6, 33. But first and most importantly, seek. Aim at, strive after, his kingdom and his righteousness. His way of doing and being right. The attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given unto you also. He says, first place you should be is here and seeking after this. This seamless love. And you should be here and sit here and learn to live here. Don't worry about those other things. And we've all done it. But God is slowly turning up our rheostat. We are getting clearer and clearer on our thinking. Things that people say and do hit this and fall off. Because you know you're in his perfect love and you know he will supply everything. Not only it to dispel fear, but provision and health and union with him. And when you walk in that, and when you, when you walk in that seamless, that perfect seamless, it will never change. That's what he's trying to tell us in those verses. You don't have to be afraid. Because you have acknowledged who he is and who you are in him, and he will not leave you. It is a perfect, seamless union. And if this was the Trinity, you couldn't tell who was who in here. But see, you know, Gary was right in here. He's right in that that nice, heavy warmth and protection. It doesn't change. And it's the same for all of us. It's, you know, it's an easy concept to talk about, but we start getting that scrutiny of contradictions. We try to place ourselves in there, and we try to do justifications in our mind and arguments in our mind. But he says, rest in me. Rest in me. I will provide. I will protect you. Fear cannot coexist in the love realm. Want does not coexist in the love realm. Didn't he feed the 5,000? Lack of 
<laughs> even lack of money. You go, well, where did Jesus come up with money? Remember when he had to pay taxes? Let's go get it out of the, the mouth of the fish. Pay our taxes. Jesus, you, you, and it made me think, Jesus walked through his world, his, his time, in seamless union with the Father. There was never a time he feared. He did not want to go through the crucifixion. His flesh did not want to. But nevertheless, this is where I belong. It is your will, Father, not mine. He never panicked when they came to storm him. He walked right through the crowd. Heard one guy say, well, you know, he walked through the crowd because he just became invisible. No, he didn't. He just walked right through the crowd. You can't touch me. I'm in this perfect union with the Father, and the Father says, Son, walk through the crowd. I walk through the crowd. Jesus walks through the crowd, and, and he has this perfect, seamless union on him. And a man comes running up and says, Can you save my daughter? She's dying. She'll be well. He comes to a man who's blind from birth and sitting and hoping that religion will cure him, that if he jumps in the water fast enough but he never makes it, he'll have sight. Jesus says, it's not religion. It's my seamless love. And he sees. He walks in the seamless love with the Father. He walks in the seamless love with the Trinity. It's the same place for us. As he is, so am I in this world. And we go out and we have experiences and we fight and we fuss. When it should be, Father, what do you want here? Now, the Father may tell you, and it may go against what you say. You make a choice. Well, <laughs> they deserve it. What are you, you're, you're calling out judgment and punishment. God does not call out judgment and punishment. It is seamless love. It is union with him. Like I said, it's, it's easily said, and it's, and it's hard to walk out sometimes. It's hard to open our eyes. But I, I tell you, the more you let God turn up that knowledge of him in you, the more that rheostat is turned up, the more you will see, the more you will understand. And you will stumble you will stumble over things. And go, Puh? I'll tell you all you know me. I am nowhere near perfect. I have nowhere near the full understanding of and I won't until I see him face to face. But when I broke my hip, my first opinion was I'm totally healed. I'm totally healed. Now my body said, and the doctor said, body, there's a break at that hip. 
and it goes clear through, and if you walk, it could shear off. I don't know why. I, no, I'm totally healed. You don't understand. It hasn't manifested yet. And the thing is, I took that, and though my body showed it, my flesh healed. And it was without an operation. You all know I didn't have screws put in my hip. I did not take, but Tylenol. I had some miserable days. Sometimes standing up was a little hard because that hip did not want to work. But no, I'm healed. I'm totally healed. And though these two contradicted, I stayed here. And I found it works. I got to go out with uh, Ed and Gary and Terry to minister last Wednesday. And it's funny because the four of us all minister totally differently. That's okay. We all have our different understandings. We all have our different places we come from. But all four of us. And see, I can, I see Ed not to give you something to boast about. But when he ministers... He walks around with this on him. He walks around with the seamless love of God. God doesn't do it this way, but the prophet does it this way. There you go. You can have some too. Here's God's love. It's just coming out of me, and I can tell you about it. Take it. It doesn't diminish what's in him. He's not going to run out of God's love because he walks in the seamless union with the Trinity. And it's just who he is. And he can give that out and he can give that out and you can give that out and you can give that out and everyone can do that. No offense, but he's not a special person. He's one of us. And more and more I'm with them, I hear more and more stories. <laughs> and I know it's more and more true. So, the scrutiny of contradiction. You are going to run into the scrutiny of contradiction. It may come to you as one of your kids. may come to you as Aunt Mabel or Uncle Harry. It may come to you as the person sitting next to you on a plane it may be somebody in a restaurant, but the scrutiny of contradiction can never enter and break that union, that seamless union you have with the Father. It is perfected. You are perfected. You are just like Jesus. You can walk through this world and not let those contradictions change who you are. Because you have acknowledged the Father as your Father. And His love will never separate. That seamless union will never separate from you. You will always have that. In Jesus' name. Yea, God. Amen. Amen.